Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and foolishly too conservative. He's got his fox funnels on that not only block out uh, all, all other sounds, but they add a bias to anything he does here from both sides of the aisle. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's Joe. You, your MSNBC and CNN funnels are sticking out rather, protruding Would rather they, ominously today. They allow all good information to get through. No, they don't. All factual information can make it through. I was astounded this morning when I was watching Morning Joe and some of them, oh, geez, how they go. edited Governor DeSantis's comments yesterday. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's funny. Fox ran the whole comment where he said about uh, President Biden allowing all these people with COVID to stream across the southern border. Right. And then he said he didn't want to hear, I forget what the word was, uh, like squat or something like that from uh, him about COVID until he until he closed the border. But CNN cut out the part where he was talking about the people coming across with vaccine and just made it sound like he was just saying, don't let those brown people in. Oh, Our okay. MSNBC did that. That was their edit. I'm sorry this morning. <laughs> I thought, you know, what intellectual dishonesty. I'm surprised you watch all of these with such zeal and are so irritated every day when people don't well, do sometimes things Sometimes Fox way. irritates me, too. They, they, don't, they won't cover a story. It's like MSNBC, I'm sorry, CNN not covering their own rep- star's involvement in his brother's scandal. So they're not reporting on that Not on all. that, no. They're, but they is they it a scandal? I mean, I know w- right after Governor Cuomo got in hot water, we talked about the Chris was in on, Chris Cuomo was in on the advisory sessions to talk about uh, what media media strategy was the theory right. or CNN, just his whole strategy? CNN offered him to, to let him take a hiatus if he wanted to help his brother. Mm-hmm. And they didn't require it. And even the CNN's own reporters are saying, you know, this there is no, no way that in journalism this is acceptable. Is there anybody that's objective out there? You know, Fox leans right. You know, CNN and MSNBC you know, lean left. Newsmax who, is ultra right. OAS is ultra right. I found it usually gets it right down the middle. BBC. Okay. They have no dog in the fight. Okay, so usually. they just hey, we 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 see this function happening in the U.S. and here it is. Okay, sometimes you know, I mean, I, I'm sure everybody has their biases, but at least they tend to report both sides of an issue here in the United States, okay. as opposed to all of our media, which picks a side. Yeah, my lovely bride is a big BBC watcher. I don't do it so much because I am looking for opinions so that I can uh, make sure that I I can counter your silly arguments. But um, 
she does watch BBC all the time, and you're right, it does sound more objective. I wouldn't say that I've analyzed it, but uh, they do report on things. They would just say, in the United States, there is an impasse in right. the Congress involving infrastructure, you know. Well, like you, I can't afford to watch it very often, or I'll miss knowing what the arguments are on the other side so that I can <laughs> right. be better prepared to defeat you on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, Joe and I aren't watching TV to enjoy it. No, as a matter of fact, it's a, it's, a, it's a pain, actually. <laughs> well, it is. Well, you know, and well, how many papers? you read a day now. You were up to five. Now I am still at you're five. Still at five. Yeah, I'm four. I can't can't, and, I can't add I'm another like, I'm one. I'm not enjoying this. This is 24-7 boning up. Five so. networks, five papers. And, and I don't even do a good job of it. That's the sad part. Well, and half the people that call in come down on me and the other half come down on you. Well, yeah. And, I, you know, I think... Um, uh, at least we recognize, but there there are important viewpoints to be said on both sides. Um, one of the things that Mitch McConnell said this week about the vaccine is that you know if you're going to club people over the head with vaccination and shame them and mask them and and mitigate them and do all these things to so that people get a vaccine, you're not going to win. But if you go out there with factual information, you get Facebook to get the dirty dozen off the the website and try to get you know actual facts out there. Then let people decide. That's the way to go. A lot of people are getting a vaccine now because they've chosen the resurgence to start to bone up on. And once they get the information, of course, most people will proceed. But uh, this idea that you know uh, shaming people or saying, "Okay, well, we're going to make you wear a mask everywhere you go, all the time, anywhere," period, even when you're at home. That's not going to work. I don't think you can pound people over the head with it. Well, I think uh, Governor DeSantis was on, uh, I don't watch Laura Ingram's program, The Ingram Angle, but he was on there and he said that Biden is being disingenuous in blaming conservative governors who have refused to engage in widespread socioeconomic restrictions in regard to COVID mitigation because the president continues to allow throngs of COVID-infected migrants to surge into Texas and several cases be flown, or in several cases, be flown or bust to many states across the country, often without notifying local authorities of their final destination. DeSantis told the host that some of the migrants crossing into Texas have explicitly expressed a desire to travel to Florida, which he said is unacceptable. He added that he and other governors are not being told when illegal immigrants are being transported on taxpayers' dime to his state. You know, and then, then Joe Biden tells him and Governor Abbott to help her get out of the way. Well, it seems like Joe Biden ought to help her get out of the way. Well, that wasn't in that order. The governor said that first, and then DeSantis responded. But honestly, I think both sides really, they ought to sit down together and come to this. DeSantis mischaracterizes this to some extent, but at the same time does have the ability to, uh, to, to accurately remark that uh, we have a concern about individuals coming in the U.S. legally and illegally who may or may not have COVID. I mean, we're doing more testings and vaccinations at the southern border, but it's still a crisis. There's still no resolution. And and the president needs to sit down and address that. And honestly, you know, they keep talking about uh, 2022 this and 2022 that, elections and blah, blah, blah. If you had had a pivotal election that's less than a year away, well, the primary is less than a year away, Joe, would you ignore the biggest crisis that still exists in your your sphere of influence? No, and then when his president secretary is pushed on it, she obfuscates or, you know, dances around the question. She won't answer it directly. I mean, they asked her a series of questions. Fox News did the other day. uh, And, you know, she just didn't answer them. 
you know, she just went the other way. And I think the president is choosing by by ignoring this or not imposing more visible solutions in dealing with the COVID aspect of this. I think well, he's, he's afraid of the squad. He, I think he's handing off the he's handing off the presidential election next year, and he's handing off the Senate by not addressing it. You mean the midterms? Right, next year. You said the presidency. Oh, yeah, not the presidency next year. Right, just the Senate. All right, and one, the House. Well, <laughs> that would be a, a tall stretch, but hey, not impossible. Well, it's not a tall stretch. What's, They've what's identified, the, the Republicans have identified some 19 seats they believe are 19. vulnerable. 19, okay. And how many would they need? I forget the right, margin. Around 10, now. I think. Okay. All right, 1 800 795 We'll take your view on all of this, Joe. And I have read five papers, bone on this, watch on MSNBC, CNN, and Fox. And now we're going to talk to Stan, who only knows what he sees on Facebook. But he's here to talk about it. Good morning, sir. Nah, not Come always on Facebook, now. But anyway. It's a joke. Uh, it's a joke. You're Santa supposed did, to laugh. <laughs> Thank Santa you. did a nice job of uh, smacking down uh, Biden, you know, in his little, you know, get out of the way thing, you know. Because uh, DeSantis isn't going to get out of his way. You know, the best person to understand what's going, into the, going on in their state is the governors of the state, correct? Yeah, but they're partisan hacks in many cases oh. and don't accurately you characterize. You like Governor Wolf, right? Exactly. exactly. Well. Do you think if Governor Wolf told you about COVID-19, you would believe him? Not on a All stack right. of Bibles. So I wouldn't believe DeSantis either. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, DeSantis' state has done a lot better than Wolf's state, hasn't it? Uh, not up until now. Yeah, up, up until, until now. now not yes. now. Up, up until now, are we sure? Are we sure we're getting all the full tra- facts out of that there now? Well, that's From, true. That's, you know, you're, you're getting it off the news. So, right. you know. Well, Wall Street Journal yeah. reports that Florida is significantly undercounting the number of COVID-19 positives that exist because many people are getting it and not uh, registering with the state or getting a formal test, even though they say they have it. But in any event, let's let's move on. Oh, wait a minute here. Underreporting because of the states, they don't tell the state or, or, or the doctors that they have it. Right, they just or, get it. How, how, now, now, that's like saying that there's uh, only 11 million illegals in this country. Right? <laughs> that's how, how, how do you know it when it's not being reported? Right, exactly. That's exactly they're what they're saying. That's uh, You get it. You get it. That's what they're saying is that a lot of it's going unreported. But it is positive. Uh, but that right. would be the same story. Okay. That's so, not a so Florida the, so the issue. the numbers they're making up about Florida... Or just that, made-up numbers? No, is that I'm just, what you're telling us? No, no, I'm just saying some reporters monitoring this say the numbers that are being reported in Florida are understated. But that would be the same story everywhere. I mean, you know, if I got COVID tomorrow and I stayed home on the weekend and quarantined and uh, stayed away from uh, any good gun shops anywhere around here, especially in Danville, and then came back to work safe and sound on Monday— Who's the wiser for it? I mean, it doesn't. I don't well, have to I, tell I, anyone. I, how would you know you had COVID? Well, if I mean, you didn't if I had to find out. Well, that's true. If well, I mean, you but if know, I had the fever and the runny nose and could have been the flu, whatever the symptoms right. are. But it could be right. a cold. We'd still have to be tested for for a de- final determination. Right, but uh, some right. people are certain. They some people know they have it. So, but some, because they came in, some contact. people find hmm. it to their economic advantage to say that the person they're dealing with has it. Okay, well that could be that could be reporting bias <laughs> that's in all these kind of things. But none of this is even remotely close to where Stan wanted to go. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, DeSantis, I heard his heard his you know comments on what Biden did, and he laid it out. He says, you know, until you shut off the border, keep these people out. You have nothing to say. Just shut your trap. Basically, right. what he told him, and he's and he's 100 percent correct on that. 
And and for the news media to say, well, he's just against brown, you know, brown people, you know, that's a pile of horse dung, and you know it. Who said that? You know that. that well, that's the implication. Joe said that's what. It's the, the implication. That, he, that the only possible reason he could have for bringing that up, the way they edited it, it sounded like he didn't want these brown people All coming right, into so America. So your conservative bias heard an edited comment, and that's your interpretation. <laughs> but that may why, would they, why would they have edited it the way they did if that wasn't their intent? I'm simply saying that you add their bias, do the edit, then add your bias, and there uh-huh. lies a, a far distance from what was actually said. But anyway... <laughs> Again, Stan, no, go on, ahead. Mark, Mark, you have people calling to this show saying that the right are against uh, people of color coming into this country. You have people that do that. Well, not everybody. Right? Not everybody. I didn't say that. But you have people that do that. Now, that is the biggest pile of horse dung there is. <laughs> Bigger than the other frankly, one. Frankly, <laughs> I don't give a crap what color a person is if they come to this country legally, okay, and contribute to society. These people coming across the border are breaking our laws. There's only one thing for them to be. They should be turned around and sent back across the border as soon as they're captured. But no, we bring them into this country. They may or may not test them for COVID. And then they turn them loose into our country in different towns all across the country, just spreading the COVID. All right. So they're so worried about COVID amongst everybody else. They're going to mask up the kids. They're going to tell, now he backed off of it, the head of the NIH wanted parents to wear masks in the house when they're talking to their kids. <laughs> now, give me a break, all right? But you're going to let these people come in and, and spread this stuff that may or may not be it. You know, they're, they're coming in positive. Some of them are, some of them aren't. But they're not separating them. They're just turning them loose into the country. Down there in McAllen, Texas, they've uh, instituted a state emergency because they said that Biden has released, I think it's over 10,000 people into their community that are COVID positive that have come across the border. Yeah, McAllen so, did, did, did declare a state of emergency. Yeah, I admire them for being willing to do that. But, you know, it still hasn't prompted the Biden administration to tackle that issue. They want to tackle all the other issues, but they don't want to tackle that one. And I think it's because they're afraid of the radical left and their own party coming down on them for having decided that they're going to do the right thing. Uh-huh. So that's true leadership there, right? From uh, Mr. Biden, he's a true leader, right? He's just going to roll over to the left when the things that should be done aren't being done. you got to protect the border. You know, they're, they're, they're thoroughly, the, the security of this country is in jeopardy because of what he's allowing to happen at the border. And he's the one allowing it to happen. Well, I think he said yesterday that he is turning back uh, unaccompanied um, older people, but the younger kids, that's another story. So, in effect, he's inviting people to send their young children up to the border unaccompanied because they're going to get in. Well, that and family units, he said. So, who knows whether the kids that are coming in with two adults or one adult are actually actually true family members. You know, they could just be using them as, you know, human trafficking them to to get them across the border. They've, um, been doing, they've done that in the past, so who's to say it's not still happening? Many All people right. consider their gang to be their family. Well, Stan, well, having, well, okay. Stan having vanquished <laughs> all my good arguments, we must say goodbye. So, <laughs> Thanks, Stan. All right. Yeah, have a great day. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. All right. Uh, stand by, Pat. We will be right back. You're going to be first after the break. We'll have time for another call or two. 1-800-795-9565.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, yeah, it's uh, not a good situation. All right, 1-800-795-9565. I'm talking about the fact there's so many things going on next weekend. Uh, River Festival and Gilson Snowboards and uh, many other things. So uh, Joe and I are going to be torn as to where to be. I'll be at the River Festival. Is there a beer festival somewhere? There is, but we'll talk about that later. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Pat calling in from Elysburg, PA. Good morning. You are on the mark. Good morning. Good morning. I just barely opened my eyes and turned the radio on, and I uh, haven't had time to organize my thoughts. But uh, I hear what you're talking about. That's where I live. I live in Mission, Texas, which is adjacent to McAllen. And uh, on one side, on the other side, is La Jolla, Texas. Small towns, uh, but right there on the river at the border. Last week, uh, in the, in the, the McAllen border sector, 20,000 migrants came in. Mar- Mar- waltzing in like they own the place. Uh, McAllen, and have, McAllen has to put these people up someplace, so they've built a tent city and a municipal parking lot, and they're, you know, their hands up in the air, what do we do with all these people? Well, they built this tent city. McAllen has to pay for them. McAllen has to feed them. McAllen has to house them. McAllen has to babysit them. And uh, your last caller mentioned uh, about babies coming in. Yes, babies are a ticket to come in the board, to come into the U.S. free. I was in the uh, uh, Border Patrol Processing Center uh, a year or two ago, and they were they were describing how one guy came in there they've, they've, multiple times with different babies, and I'm talking about babies, one that he carried in his arms, and uh, the the uh, they asked you know the, interviewing this guy to find out they're not his kids. No, about thirty percent of the kids kids that come in there uh, they're not a family unit. They're just not. But the uh, and people say you know who's in charge down here? It is no exaggeration. It is not an exaggeration to say that the Mexican drug cartels are in charge at the border. It's very simple and it's a very it's a fact. It's a fact. The uh, the border patrol spends their time uh, collecting these people, bringing them to these uh, temporary tent cities and housing them until they put them on the bus to God knows where, preferably red states, because they think that someday. They're going to let these illegals vote, and they're going to tell them, uh, you know, remember Joe Biden brought you here. You need to vote Democrat. Uh, it, it, it's, 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 insane. it's insane, and the people down there are going nuts. Now, my uh, neighbor, uh, well, we had a next-door neighbor who was Border Patrol. He moved to, to about a mile away, right in town now. He comes home one night after dark from work, and sitting in his driveway are a half a dozen illegals captured by the police, 
how they get there? Well, they were in his, his next door, the house next door to him sits vacant because they're a winter, uh, winter Texans. They live up north in the summer. They come down to uh, enjoy the nice weather in the wintertime. So their house is empty. So the cartel picks up the, uh, uh, their uh, people that they've imported, put them in the neighbor's backyard behind the fence and say, wait here till we come and get you. Uh, the, the place is full of stash houses down there. Uh, two weeks ago, a uh, small, uh, small uh, house uh, west of Mission, Texas. They found 175 illegals stashed there. Again, the, those people are indebted to the uh, cartel. They've either paid the cartel already, or if they have not, if they still owe the cartel money, okay, you're going to work it off. You're going to be a prostitute in our uh, uh, whorehouses, or you're going to be a, a drug mule. And it's just that simple. And the, the Border Patrol, these guys are do, they're, they're changing diapers and doing paperwork while the cartel people go back and forth across the river. And on the other side of the river, they'll holler back at the Border Patrol and taunt them, say, you guys can't stop us and you can't do a thing about it because Joe Biden has invited us here. Now, this sounds insane, and it is insane. But, I mean, I lived there. Last week, at the, the, there's a chain of hamburger places down there called Whataburger, strictly a Texas hamburger joint. And the, the, the manager called the police, uh, and this is in La Jolla, Texas. The manager called the police and said, we've got a, people, um, a family in here that is obviously sick, coughing, sneezing, and uh, bragging about they, they have COVID. And you want to get them out of here. So the police show up. They take these people out and they say, where do you live? Uh, we're staying across the street in that hotel, which Catholic Charities has rented and bought out to store us there under quarantine. Uh, one problem under their quarantine, no one's watching the door. People come and go as they please. And the, the, the icing on the cake, because uh, it's a very emotional thing for me and the millions of us that live with this, the icing on the cake is that if you read the uh, what the immigration law says, the federal law says that if you knowingly help an illegal come across the border, if you bring someone across that doesn't have papers, hasn't gone through the process, and you knowingly bring them across, it's a minimum five-year sentence. If that immigrant, that illegal, commits a crime, depending on how serious the crime is, it's a 20-year jail sentence. Well, Joe Biden, since January 20th, has invited one million people that we can count to come across here. So why is nothing done about this? Uh, according to Nasty Pelosi, no one's above the law. Well, apparently Joe Biden is, and his administration, is, of course, he's not in charge there anyway, but uh, uh, I'll take a breath and let you know. That the <laughs> Pat, Pat, what should, one, one, what should we do? What are ahead. some real border solutions? President Trump had the idea of a wall, and so that's an idea, and he had some other... Uh, tight security. Right, tight security. Okay, we'll take that. What, what else should we do? Uh, what uh, is very simple. All they had to do, all Joe Biden had to do, was just leave the whole immigration thing alone because Trump had it under control. Are some people coming across? Yes, of course. You know, there's uh, there's always going to be a leak somewhere, but he had it under control. The problem was minimal. There was nothing going. Ask the border patrol. These guys that are doing this job, they can tell you. Yeah, sure, we caught some, but nothing. Not nearly a million people that are being invited over. Trump's policies were working. They were working very well. The the wall, the uh, wait in, in Mexico if you're going to apply for amnesty. Oh, that's the other thing. The people that are coming across now, they don't even use that alibi about here. We're here for a better job. We're here for, for uh, 
uh, um, asylum. Uh, they say we're here because you because Joe Biden invited us, and he's it's a free ride for us, and that's what they'll tell you. I mean, the solution was to just leave things alone the way Trump had it set up. The way he had it set up, it was working very well. All right. And they could gotcha. have still pushed, they could have done that and still pushed for immig- true immigration reform and worked the problem out while it wasn't being a disaster. But instead of exactly. doing that, you're right, they just opened it up and said, come on in, you know, come on down. Yes, literally. And as I say, the drug cartels, they're putting these people on rafts and so on, sending them across the river, 20000 a week at a time. Those are the ones that, uh, that we know of. And a cartel guy stand on the other side and taunt the border patrol and say, "You can't do a thing about it." Worse than that is, there's and, tons of people live under that bridge, and I guess that's in McAllen where they're showing those photographs of those people just crammed under a bridge on an interstate. Yes, where that's the they, they put them there. Bridge. That's about a mile from my house. Thank you very much. And yes, they are there. <laughs> okay. They got nothing. They, they we're stuck with it until Biden wakes up one day and says, "I'm a traitor to this nation." All right, we got you. I don't think he. I don't think he's going to wake up and say that. I, I just hope he wakes up and finally clears the cobwebs from his brain and says, "Listen, no matter what the political aspect of this is, we've got to do something to, to make it, it right. All right." Exactly right. And my wife, being an immigrant from the Philippines, who went through the the process uh, legally, uh, took uh, months and months and months and dollars and dollars and dollars and, uh, and tears and heartache. She sees this happening and watches these people walk across the street to the bus station to go. As I say, largely to red states. Again, they're trying to spread the COVID, and uh, you know that'd be the next thing. You don't, you're going to have to mail in your votes and all that crap because they're using, they're weaponizing that. But uh, I, I can hardly organize my thoughts. It's uh, <laughs> irritating. It's, it's, my wife's, right. Thank yeah, you. My wife sees this and says this is just not right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pat. Really appreciate the perspective. I think they ought to get them ferry tickets to Martha's Vineyard when all the rich people in the Hamptons, when all the rich people start seeing this, they'll they'll want something done about it. We're looking for characterizations of the problem (laughs) and opinions on the solution. Joe, upper right-hand corner, and then hit delete after you read one. Uh, Let's see. Tom says, if I had the money, I'd hire a violin player for this daily soap opera. Stan and Joe, you are sickening. No sympathy for me. Biden says, get off my lawn. Tom. Really, I'm not certain I understand the implications there, Tom, but thanks for your contribution as always. EB says a new study finds that a staggering 66% of Republicans believe the lie that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. What? This despite zero evidence of election fraud. Apparently, this needs to be said, so here we go. Donald Trump lost. There was no election fraud. He lost. Get over it. Signed E.B. Love E.B. Love E.B. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I added the love part, but we know he's feeling it. All right, we'll take more comers during the 9 a.m. hour. We can talk about all of the issues in the world and in the central Susquehanna Valley. We'd love to hear from you. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WDKOK Summer, WDKOK News Time. It is 9 o'clock. Good morning. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. 
Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is across from me, natural-born conservative, but he listens to a few remarks that some people say before he dismisses them outright. Very few. I portray a liberal on the radio and uh, very glad to say that I bring common sense, leadership, and uh, political positions uh, to the radio. So oh, very, brother. very... <laughs> Talk about self-aggrandizement. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there's some puffery there. That's all. It's just a little bit. All right, and Rob Center, uh, indisputably the fabulous producer for the show. So call him first, then you get on the radio, 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. We haven't had any texts in yet, so you can send us one. 70236, include, you got to include the keyword OTM at the beginning of the message. And that puts it in the right mailbox for us. And then uh, we will uh, definitely uh, read your text on the air. So send us a note, 70236, include the keyword OTM. And I'm hitting the refresh button on that right now. And it says that there are, in fact, two messages in the Text Connect shopping cart. So Joe will sift through those uh, as uh, I read the news headlines. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line again. 1-800-795-9565. We talked about President Biden and Governor Cuomo and the U.S.-Mexico border and the spread of COVID-19. So uh, maybe you have an opinion about some of the conversations that have happened about those. The WHO uh, yesterday said that uh, the world should not worry about boosters until everybody has the vaccine who wants it, uh, at which time the uh, White House replied, no. <laughs> Anybody who needs a booster is getting one in the U.S. if they want one. So uh, that that's uh, their response to that. Uh, in the news today, local news, PennDOT Bloomsburg, Route 147, East Street Project progressing this weekend with 24-7 or 24-hour-a-day work taking place uh, starting tomorrow at 6 p.m. and continuing until 6 a.m. Monday morning. Part of the intersection will be closed, so there'll be some detours for Route 11, Route 47, uh, East Street, and trucks going through that intersection during that time. We have the map posted at WKOK.com. Union County Veterans 4th of July Parade is this Saturday. The VIPs will have special seating. Veterans and Gold Star families will have designated parking spots in the Silver Moon Flea Market parking lot, which is huge. So they will be stationary. Community members will line up and drive through them. That is Terry Burke, president of the parade committee. He says the parade will drive through at the Silver Moon venue. As he mentioned, he says they hope to have up to 100 veterans and Gold Star families members uh, present for that this uh, Saturday. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has identified six mid-state counties with substantial COVID-19 spread. Dauphin, Cumberland, Lebanon, Lancaster, York, and Adams County there. Penn State announced yesterday, one day after announcing that they simply would implore everyone to get vaccinated. Instead, one of their key mitigation factors this fall will be a masking requirement. They say due to the rapidly evolving COVID-19 conditions around the country and in Pennsylvania effective immediately, Penn State will require all 
uh, students, staff, faculty, and employees uh, to mask on campus, especially when indoors. COVID-19 numbers up slightly yesterday, about 1,500 new cases, just a dozen in our area. Sealands Grove Farmers Market joins markets across the U.S. with activities tomorrow night and Saturday morning to mark National Farmers Market Week. You can get all the details about that at WKOK.com. And Florida Governor Asa Hutchinson says he wishes he hadn't. He says he wishes a bill banning you state... Said Florida Governor. It's not the Governor of Florida. What did I say? You said Florida Governor oh, Asa Hutchinson. Oh, why would I say that? I don't know, but you did. Okay, thank you. for Good good catch. It says Arkansas Governor. I just said it you wrong. You said Florida, right? Well, that's... <laughs> That's stupid. Well, I'm, you, <laughs> I guess I'm. You just want to pound Ron DeSantis into the ground any way you can. <laughs> He's a good governor. He's just. Uh well, it's just mistaken on some things, in my view. But guess what? He's, he's owning up to his increase in cases, so I will say that about that. Anyway, Arkansas Governor, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson says he wishes he hadn't. He now says he wishes a bill banning state and local mask mandates hadn't become law months after he signed it. Now he's asking state leaders to reconsider the ban so local school districts have the flexibility to require masks when children return to the classroom. Hutchinson said he signed the bill in April because cases in his state were at a low point and because he knew his veto would be overridden by the legislature. The governor reinstated the state's public health emergency last week and is calling a special session of the legislature to change the mask mandate law so schools can at least impose the mask mandate if they so choose. According to the Arkansas Secretary of Health, Jose Romero, almost 19 percent of COVID-19 cases are currently among children under 18. Uh, he said Hutchinson said, quote, yes, in hindsight, I wish it had not become law, but it is the law, and the only chance we have either to amend it or for the courts to say it's unconstitutional foundation. It has an unconstitutional foundation, unquote, Hutchinson said yesterday. He says everything has changed now. You know what would have been a better solution? And I, th I think it would have accomplished both things. Allow the, uh, the school districts the flexibility to impose a mask mandate if they so choose district by district. But right. parents can have their kids opt out by sending a note saying, my child is not required to wear a mask. Okay. So that would protect the freedom of those people who don't want to do it. At the same time, it would send the message that we strongly think this might not be a bad idea. Well, do parents always do what's best for their kids? Well, that's a good question. Do you deliberately, have you ever done anything deliberately that you thought would harm your child? No, but neither I, have I. <laughs> but as time went on, some of the things that I did do, I thought oh, maybe that wasn't perfect. Well, perfection is <laughs> something you only achieve through looking in the rearview mirror. You know, what I what I could have done would have been perfect, but what I did do wasn't <laughs> quite so perfect. Yeah, if you'd started out at twenty something <laughs> over again, right, we wouldn't be where we are now. I think we'd all maybe have chosen a different path here or there. Maybe we'd stick to the one we chose at the time. We'd choose different, but probably. For you. But seriously, I, I I think that there is the parents have the right, and I I heard Governor DeSantis say this, and I found it hard to disagree with. You know, he's saying in effect. The parents will decide whether or not their child needs what level of child protection their child needs and what level of protection I'm comfortable with without imposing my view on everybody else. Well, I don't even think we need that. You know, honestly, I, I think what you're describing doesn't need to be codified. It, it's called normal. So we just didn't need the law whatsoever. Schools could do a mask mandate if they so chose. Parents could choose well, to but a mandate mask or not mask. No, but a mandate implies that you have to do it. It's mandated. At it's not school. optional. I'm saying it should be the district should be allowed to have a mask 
I don't want to call it a mandate if I would be contradicting myself, but a mask policy that requires children to wear them unless they are exempted by their own parents with a note saying my child does not have to, for whatever reason, wear a mask. Right, 1-800-795-9565 is our um, telephone number. Sorry, I started reading the email. Joe, read that up. Or re- email uh, it says, one, good morning. I just read that Greece's entire artistic swimming team will miss Olympics, the Olympics, due to a COVID outbreak. No doubt illegal Mexican immigrants are to blame. <laughs> yeah, they, we bust them to Tokyo, and now you know what happened. No, we, we sent them to the islands of Greece, and then they... No, we sent them to Tokyo. (laughs) All right, next one. Good one. Doug says, it sounds insane when you actually think about it. While the left and the media whine and are so disturbed by the supposed rising cases of COVID from the Delta variant, they don't utter a word about all the illegals pouring into our country, not getting tested, and then boarding buses and going all over the country. If our supposed president and his so-called administration really were concerned about people getting sick, they would stop this now. They aren't concerned concerned about our health. They're concerned about votes, period. Signed up. Now, Jen Psaki says people on the buses are being tested and vaccinated. Is that true? Or she, did she make that up? Who's paying for that? If, assuming it's happening, right? We okay. are. Well, this is all, a, every single part of this, the illegal immigrants, the legal, or not the legal ones, but the illegal ones that we bus and house and kids and babies. I mean, nobody's chipping in. But I'm just saying. Well, apparently, the people in McAllen is, are getting pelted with some D- of the bill. Doug is a super great listener, and so we very much appreciate it. But this idea that they're being bust without testing is an opinion. Jen Psaki has her opinion, and she is quite capable right. of being 100% wrong. And, Doug, I'm just asking, is Doug 100% right? How long does it take to get a test result back? What kind of test are they getting? Are they getting the one that takes several days, or are they getting the more expensive instant test? Mm, I don't know. In other words, they're sitting down yeah. there. No, and she was specific. They may have put the swab up their nose and tested them and then said, okay, get on the bus. And two days later, they find out, gee, maybe we shouldn't have sent them when out they're here. in Florida. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm just asking. I, you know, I understand. Doug's got an excellent, excellent point, this idea of putting anybody on a, a bus that has or uh, COVID. And, you know, as, as though busing uh, individuals who've come across the border illegally all over the country is a great solution. You know, let's just stipulate that for a moment. But it's a big stretch. If they're not tested, that's a mistake. So honestly, you know, we this whole crisis is being mishandled from the uh, Mexico-U.S. line. As soon as the individual steps in the U.S., I think we're taking a lot of missteps. Now, I'm sure the Biden administration has done many things to that make it slightly better. Like what? But, well, I'm, I'm not, they're doing, you know, Jen Psaki says they're doing some testing and they're doing some vaccinations and they're taking great, better care of kids, you know, fewer things. But other parts, uh, you know, it's like a water balloon. They fix one half, they push in one side and the other side pops out somewhere else, you know, with, you know, people, hundreds of people being in housed in McAllen or hundreds of thousands in McAllen. And under stuff. a bridge. Right. So it's <laughs> obviously out of control, you know, despite whatever. Not to the Biden administration. They're working on this. We have our plan. It's taking a little time to implement our plan, but we're getting there. Well, I guess you could say. Um, and I think, th- I, I think our caller from Texas was absolutely true. correct. <laughs> 
whether you like it or not, President by uh, President Trump had a good border policy. It was controlling it. it you know, the, where he fell down was not at the same time pushing for a comprehensive um, immigration policy reform that would take into consideration uh, the fact that some of these people do have legitimate concerns and do legitimately need to be considered for uh, admission into this country. But he didn't do that part, uh, apparently because the Democrats didn't want to give him a win on that issue, maybe because he didn't push hard enough. Whatever way you want to argue that, I'm fine with. But it didn't happen. That's the main point. And if President Biden had kept those policies and said, listen, where President Trump messed up, he had a good border policy, it kept it under control, but we need now to really work on a comprehensive immigration reform package while the border's under control. And then everything's on the table, and at some point these restrictions may be lifted, but it will only be in the context of us developing a complete and comprehensive redo of our border admissions policies. <laughs> well, what if? Yeah, if, if only he was the perfect president, if only Trump was the perfect president. I mean, well, neither was. I, I can put words in both the, all of the president's mouth if I want them to behave the way I want them to, but they don't, he doesn't, Trump didn't, so here we are. 1-800-795-9565. Well, let me ask you this. Just you personally as a liberal, would you prefer President Biden's policies today with the result or President Trump's policies with the results he got? Which, uh, is, which uh, is better? I would like the highlights of each. I like the security. No, no. You and, only could choose one right now. Well, I'll take Trump. I mean, you know, we didn't have – it wasn't as significant a crisis. Uh, of course, we were not being as humanitarian about it, but obviously people are taking advantage of us over and above any humanitarian interests we may have, and that's got to stop. I mean, that great humanitarian uh, well, President Obama who built the cages that President Trump was accused of slamming kids into? Well, you still believe that, right? The election was stolen. Biden has cages. And what, <laughs> Biden what, did what's have cages. The pictures that ran were of kids putting the cages under the Biden administration. And what's ironic is all the reporting indicates— Oh, and Trump didn't lie. That's right. All the reporting indicates that President uh, Biden is using those same cages now for kids. Right, we're recapping the big lies. <laughs> Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. I don't believe the election was stolen from Donald Trump. So there. <laughs> what do well, we you, do now? What, you what's are the rest in the, of the significant <laughs> and shrinking minority of rational Republicans. 1-800. Listen, he lost the popular vote by 5 million votes. Five million illegal votes would show up. That that would that would not be easy to. <laughs> All right, uh, we have a call coming in, but we'll take more comers. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Hey, new bumper music. Super wow, duper. cool, man. Cool. All right, thank you so much, Rob Center. Fabulous or by the day, there's further proof. 1 800 795 is the open line. Than you're first, then Cindy. Go ahead, Than. Hello there. How are you this morning? I, uh, Joe asked a question that I thought was pretty interesting. Would you rather have the Trump uh, outcome and way of uh, progressing at the border or Biden's? <clears throat> I go to what Republicans used to stand for, which I understand now they don't, is laws law and justice and we have laws in the united states trump did not follow those laws he was absolutely horrible to the people who came to be uh, helped at the border yes some people try to get in for reasons that are nefarious i am sure of that but a lot of people actually have a good reason to escape the situation that they find themselves in in their home country and trump did not follow the law so joe i gotta tell you i don't know where you and the republicans went bad but you're now anti-police <laughs> and anti-law but i go with biden who is trying to follow the law it's not going to be easy it's messy it won't be fun but for one thing Trump backed everything up so far that now it's just let loose. What law is he President Biden following allowing illegal immigrants to illegally come into the country? That doesn't sound like a law and order, man. You're saying that the uh, the facts do not necessarily back what you say. The fact you say it doesn't make it true, Joe. As well, much as I the know fact that like they to. the fact that they come here illegally is something that's pretty easy to prove. Then they don't have documentation. The president's inviting them in. They're crossing the border illegally. No, they, he's not inviting them in. They're not crossing the border without any uh, stopping of them. And uh, a lot of the other things you guys make up. I mean, I heard Pat from Texas, and I've heard the other dude from Texas who occasionally calls in. You think they're lying? No, I don't think they're lying. I think they're Trumpsters. (laughs) I think they see things in a different way than we who care about the old people, the sick people, the women, the children who have been uh, hurt in their own country coming to this great nation that you'll agree as a great nation for help they should get the help no i think that i think that before we help them we should be helping our own citizens who are living in nancy pelosi's district on the streets on the streets of every major city this is not what it's about but that's what it should be about what it should be about at the border not your made up what ifs Listen, the American people deserve to have the American country put first. I know that that's what Donald Trump did, and everybody on the left hated it. But he was right. This country is for our citizens. Our citizens should take precedence over people who are not our citizens when it comes to benefits and the privileges of living here. Tell me how this is germane to the discussion this morning. It's entirely germane because we're spending resources because Joe Biden has opened the border. Whether you want to say it's literally or figuratively, whether you say it's literally, whether you say it's literally or figuratively, there are certainly people pouring across 
loss in unprecedented numbers without documentation. That's the polite okay, way to put it. Okay, I, I can't stop you from making up stuff. That's but not being made should. up, I then. Think you should look at the facts. Ignore, and, well, yes, yes, ignore the facts of the people who live there. Tough. It went bad. And, and by the way, I really blame Trump for going bad. The cages, in his case, were used to divide children from their parents. That is not the country I want to live in. Is the country you want to live in a country where parents send their unescorted young children across the border of a foreign country in the hands of people who could be predators or who have to pay for the privilege of being you know, smuggled into law, the country? By, by law, You're not answering my question. Adjudicate those cases. You're not answering my question. Is that the country you want to live in? We want I to would encourage have that? a country that uh, uh, welcomed people who are in rough shape for one reason or another, adjudicate people who are trying to cheat us, and as has happened, even though you call it an open border, millions of people have been sent back to their country uh, over the years, over the last uh, months, as a matter of fact. So what's the total so, number that Biden has sent back? Uh, it's available, and I know you don't want to read that kind of well, stuff. Well, no, I'm, you, you're telling lot. me it's happening. I assumed you read it, and you know the number. 752 I, I, I million. I read it, and I must tell you that I don't remember the number, million. but it was millions. Yeah, 752 million. We're sent back. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> Look, I made it up. But the bottom line is this, it is a huge number. But it doesn't really matter. There's a huge number coming in. There's a huge number with COVID. There's a huge number on buses going all over the U.S. Are you sure there are a huge number with COVID, or are you listening to Joe and Tucker? Okay, there's X number with COVID. How about well, that? We'll how just about stipulate the, that it's how X. How about uh, even the, I think the administration admitted that some 27% of unaccompanied kids are coming across and they're testing positive. Than I'm on your side on this argument. I just think we need a rational policy, and we need to take more drastic action than we're taking. We got another caller waiting before the break. Wouldn't so, you say we should follow laws, or are we going to go the Republicans and just but do you're, whatever you're, we want to? You're selecting the laws we follow. The laws that say <laughs> you can't come into this country illegally, you're willing to ignore. The laws that you like Wait are the minute. ones that Nobody say they get an... ignoring them except in your mind. All right. Well, if, if I I commit an illegal act to get into this country. Shouldn't the first thing that happens be that I deport it immediately? All right, we have to stop no, you too. Shouldn't somebody say, "Why did you do <laughs> Break that?" Break it up, man. Okay. Do yeah. we ask bank robbers why we did it? Willie Sutton had a good answer. That's where the money is, yeah, but right. that isn't that isn't a legal answer. <laughs> all right, enough, both of you. Well, knock it well off. Done. Stop. Good good Than, knock Thank it you. off. Take care, Than. Wait, Than, what's the river okay. level up at your house? What's that? What's the river what? level at your house? Uh, just about right. I'm on the uh, I'm on the Faber Dam. So oh, okay. it's about three I feet. I yeah. got you. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much, yeah. sir. Take care, Than. All right, Cindy. Thank you for waiting. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I think this is an interesting topic because I saw earlier this week a report about what's happening to some of the people seeking asylum in the United States from Afghanistan. Now, we know that some of them were translators, and they are being expedited to be admitted to the country. However, there are thousands and thousands of other Afghans who worked, for, exa for example, with the embassy, with USAID, right, with other kinds of uh, contractors in the country. They're also seeking asylum in the United States. And do you know how the State Department is handling that? They're saying, okay, we will process an application for you to stay, but they don't want to remain in their country while this application occurs. 
because they fear um, the forces within their country, the Taliban. So they said, okay, you go wait in a third country. Wait in a third country while we take a year to process your claim for asylum and then admit you. Does this sound at all familiar to you, Joe? It sounds very much like President Trump's policy with respect to the southern border. Son of a gun. You know, Joe, that's exactly what I thought when I read the article. That's exactly what I thought. Now, there are people in our community and in our country who think that's a heinous way to deal with people. They think you should be admitted to the country given free reign, given access to all the services that were provided to people of low income in our country. And then later, if we find out that you're not so much, we'll send you back. <laughs> I, I mean, this is just so ridiculous that the same administration has policy A for this group of people and policy B for that group of people, which in my opinion are pretty much diametrically opposed. So they're not going to let these Afghans who helped Americans in their country come into our country until they process their applications, which involves making sure that they have health issues addressed and making sure that they're not terrorists. They're not going to let them come. They have to stay in a third country, which, of course, they don't want to do. But at the southern border of the United States, is y'all come in now, you hear? Y'all come <laughs> in. Hey, just come right in. Yeah, and you're yeah, right, and, that, and those people, those Afghans, actually put their lives in jeopardy by helping us, and exactly. we owe we owe them something. Exactly, exactly. That's the total irony of the situation. I mean, for me, it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And these, not, this isn't five or ten. This is tens of thousands of people are seeking asylum in the United States from Afghanistan, and our State Department saying, "Wait a minute, now you'll have to be processed." And you cannot come into this country until you have been processed, and this is going to take a year. So go sit in another country. Well, you know, if I were an Afghan, I'd get a plane ticket to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, then you come across the border illegally. And walk right in, because that door is open. And I don't, you know, I hear all these people saying, no, it's not, no, it's not. That is just patently absurd. Right. They, they are doing nothing. When you can walk across and they put you on a bus and send you into the depths of the country, there is no control over what's happening at the border. Amen. No control at all. Amen. And, and I think there are many reasons why this is a really bad idea. The worst of which, if you're going to overlook the COVID, is that the vast majority of these people walking across the southern border are impoverished. And they're going to compete against the other impoverished people in our country whom we've been unable to address their problems successfully. But they're going to compete with them. There's only so much money, for example, in LIHEAP for the heating. So once it's used up, it's used up. The more people you add, this is basic math. The more people that apply, the less that everybody gets. It's really basic math. Good points. All right, we got you, Cindy. Thank, Thank you, you so Thank much. You. Yeah, thanks for calling in. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Everybody's getting their two cents in today, so join the club and let us know what's your view on the U.S. southern border, President Biden's ability or inability to properly address it, President Trump's highlights, so what he did well has come up, so uh, we can talk about that. Maybe if he had any failings at the border, I suppose that could be germane, too. You, you can talk about anything you want. One of our leader, one of our letter writers, 
send us an article about a Delta variant, so you're welcome to do that kind of thing. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do as I've done. Go down there and sit in a 2021 Ford Ranger four-door with a five-foot bed. They had a yellow one down there the other day. That is an eye-catcher, boy. I don't know what that yellow is called, but it should be called Vivid Yellow. It was quite the price. It less than $40,000 for the vehicle. It's got an AC outlet, a power outlet in the back, and it's an XLT truck, electronic locking differential, which means that you can tow stuff that's heavier than the truck itself, and it's got a great tongue weight. I think it's about 4,000 pounds. Now I forget exactly, but it's certainly, it's a work truck, but it's a Ranger, so your gasoline mileage is going to be up in the mid-20s or so, and on the highway even higher. It's got a V6 EcoBoost motor, 10-speed automatic transmission, and guess what? I mentioned the price, less than $40,000, so you can't go wrong. Sunbury Motor Company, 2021 Ford Ranger, four-door, five-foot bed, rides like a dream, too. It's just a super vehicle. Check this out, as I have done for many other vehicles at sunburymotors.com. Welcome back to the the first one. <laughs> Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Marco upper right hand corner show. Says good morning guys. My inquiring mind today would like to know, quote, what is your line in the sand for COVID restrictions? Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I don't know that Maybe I have masking a line. Or, uh, I would suspect close, that's a pretty closures. broad subject because there are so many aspects to it, you know. Do I believe that people should be allowed once they get it, to go out and run around in the community? No, I think they should be quarantined while they are recovering. I like Governor Wolf's position now. We're, we're not doing any mitigation. Wear a mask if you feel you need to. Get vaccinated. Let stores, businesses, schools, and entities set their policies as they see fit and just stay out of the way. Do you realize how much better off we would have been if that we had done that last March? Masking and testing and vaccination? And not as a mandate, but just, you know, a recommendation that that's what we should do. Instead, we shut down the entire economy. Now there are people not working, people who want to work, who can't find work, people who would work, except the government's handing them so much money, it's to their benefit not to work. Wow. You know, I think we messed this whole thing up all the way around. Really? But, But... I'm not willing to concede that I could have done any better. I think people acted in good faith on the information they had at the time. But looking at it now, I agree with Governor DeSantis. You know, we put more mandates in. We put more restrictions in on people's lives. And that I don't think that the ends justified the means, to be honest with you. All right. If people want to get COVID, they should be free to do so. If they don't want to get well, it, they mitigate it with masking and, and staying away. Everybody should be free in a free stay. country to choose their own level of protection. Okay. I, got you. I don't have a gun at my house, but I don't feel like I'm going to be invaded. You have, you have weapons. I'm not going to take your weapons away from you and deprive you of your right to feel secure in your home. But yet some people on the left want to take away my right to do what I feel is best for me. 
don't make me get the pocket knife out. I see what you're saying. I understand it. I get it. You know, and I think that's a way to go. But I honestly think that uh, it's the American way to go. As soon as we eased restrictions, hospitals filled up beyond recognition, beyond capacity, and that's not ideal. Are they filled up now beyond capacity? The restrictions are eased. No, no, no. We're we're doing a great. We're well. <laughs> we've vaccinated half the population. Come on, Joe. But all these people, then all the these other states, and they're talking about. They're talking about, oh, we need to get masks in public places. We need to wear masks indoors. Maybe we even need to wear masks inside our homes when we're talking to our children. That's the kind of stuff that's coming out. But that's no, not People necess- can talk about it if they want. I think Governor Wolf was doing the right thing last year. He's doing the right thing now. He's doing whatever it takes to save lives with the but information that's available. He, can't, he doesn't have the unrestricted power that he had a year ago. Well, that's he declared fine. another emergency it. yesterday, another one. But you know, in the uh, but he's got to get approval down the line. No, they from can the... veto it later. Is what they can do, and they might do that. But uh, the bottom line is, I think he's done everything he could do as time went on with the information that was available to save lives, and I think he's doing the right thing now. If if you're concerned about the the the, the virus now, wear a mask, don't go out, okay. stay away from people who might have it, and get your vaccine. And th- that's what you can do to hedge your bet. We got Governor, one call. Governor Cuomo, lifesaver or killer? Which is which was he? One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. I think you'd have to look at all of the restrictions. He certainly has a terrible record at nursing homes. That goes right. without saying. Up, oh, that call went away. We'll call back one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. One of our listeners, upper right hand corner, Joe. I just read it. Oh, did you? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Where's my brain? There you go. Sorry. All right. Doug says, arrogant dictator, sexual abuser, narcissist, egotistical lying jerk. He's talking about you, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. These are all the things the left said Trump was. But it is a fact. In fact, the characteristics of the man the media made out to be a strong leader and hero last year and the height of the pandemic, of the COVID pandemic. The guy, and we're talking about the governor of New York, is totally unlikable. Just as his brother is, a true wannabe dictator. Right. Signed, Doug. I think Doug makes an excellent point. You know, everybody in New York has practically abandoned this guy, and yet last year he's writing a book about what a hero he was <laughs> how in well the pandemic, how well he did. You know, I guess he had to, it was hard for him to find the time to write the book while he was molesting all those women. 1-800-795-9565. This is an article sent to us by the Gateway Pundit, or a fan of the Gateway Pundit. Just read that part there, Joe. Although there are no direct Delta variant tests, PCR tests that are positive for SARS-CoV-2 can undergo genetic analysis, such as genomic sequencing, which tells us if it is the Delta or another variant. This means it's possible to accurately identify if someone is unwell with the Delta variant of COVID-19. While it is possible to identify that someone may have the Delta variant, there is no direct test. All right. It has to be genetically analyzed. Yes, thank you. Good point, Dennis. Excellent point. Yeah, the state has talked about that. The fact that uh, they have to, they they don't really talk about the spread of the COVID variant around the state. They just talk about people who get uh, COVID nineteen. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Hey. Uh, sorry, I wasn't able to listen to you guys this morning. I just uh, oh, you got missed to a it. Radio. Best show we ever did. It was crazy. We missed you. <laughs> I was outstanding. Mark was pretty bad, but it you know. What do you expect? <laughs> What I heard in the last minute, I think you guys might be right about that. Hey, uh, I just wanted to, I don't know if you talked about the rent relief program, but I, I just heard that New York City had, oh my goodness, how many billion, six billion or something like that. But bottom line is 
only one out of every $2,700 that New York City got was distributed to provide relief to the people. That's one out of every $27,000. And across the nation, the estimate is that only 6% of the 47 billion, only 6% of 47 billion was distributed. And I mean, people not being able to pay their rent, landlords who expect the rent not being able to get it, and only 6% is distributed. Now that has to be classified as a failure. I mean, if something is, I don't want to say simple, but something as basic is taking taxpayer money and providing it to the people so that they can pay their rent, either the people or directly to the landlords. I don't know how the program worked, but it was a total failure and a disaster. And I have to ask, does the rest of the government work any better than that? <laughs> no, but I wouldn't ahead. think so. Not the federal government anyway. State government has some waste, but nothing on that scale. Not, not the federal government. No, I, I agree. And then the last thing I want to say, we're, we're coming up on the five-year anniversary of the FBI conspiring to uh, frame Donald Trump with Russiagate. And uh, at that particular point in time, Hillary was actually 12 points ahead, so I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out why they wanted to do that unless... They knew he was going to lose, and they wanted to punish him, so no one else like him ever tried to run for president. But anyway, five <laughs> years coming up, and uh, oh, Joe Biden. Let me bounce around here. Joe Biden, he did have the answer to why the uh, rent relief policy was such a failure. He said it was the states and the municipalities that uh, were the failure, but he didn't call out New York City and the fact that they only handed out one out of every $2,700. So I don't know why he, he forgot that, mentioned that. Yeah, the whole thing is a debacle from the get-go. Of course, Washington allocating the money and just giving it to the states without criteria and a mandate to spend it and distribute it and get it out to landlords for not just back rent, but future rent and utilities. Absolutely no mandate. Say, okay, here's some money. Use it for what we call housing during the pandemic. Goodbye. We'll see you next time. Well, Pennsylvania's sitting on millions, and I do not know the number of individuals getting evicted, if any, in Pennsylvania, but we know it's a big issue. And if you have anybody anywhere around here who's not getting their rent, that's a terrible situation. It's bad for the tenant, of course, but it's terrible for the landlord or the investors. A lot of landlords around here. What are we doing for them, by the way? What well, are we doing for the landlords? Well, they get the rent if the rental assistance were to be provided, but it's not. It's just sitting down in Harrisburg in a big pot, and they're down there twiddling their thumbs. They'll be back from vacation in about a month or so, and then they'll start to address this. But that's it's too late by then, in my view. Mike, it's a debacle from the get-go. Oh, with, without a doubt. But I mean to tell you... You know, what was that thing? There's a saying about it starts at the top. This is the Biden administration in action. And uh, I'll tell you what, he's getting kit glove uh, treatment from the media because if this was Donald Trump in there, we'd be hearing about how an awful guy he is that he can't get the money to the people, blah, blah, blah. It's very depressing, I'll tell you. Really bad. Well, Joe Biden's a buffoon. He gets the, that's what we call him here. So, oh, 
I'm glad to hear you're an equal buffoon caller. Yeah, well, you know, honestly, this <laughs> rental picture and the U.S. crisis, a uh, U.S. border crisis, uh, you know, I understand he's doing, he's d done a lot of good and undoing a lot of the harm that President Trump did was certainly a positive thing, but he's got to stand on his own now, take charge. He's going to be a one-termer, and the next uh, president's going to be a Republican if he doesn't get things turned around in a hurry, and he's going to lose the Senate next year unless he turns things around fast. He's trying to distract, but it's not working. Let me just ask you a quick question, man. No, I agree with everything you just said, uh, except for the part about fixing everything that Trump screwed up. Now, let me just say this. What do you think, how, how did it come about that the governor of New York ended up, you know, taking the knife in the throat here when this stuff has been going on a long time and everybody was silent? Do you think that was done to protect Kamala Harris? In what way did that accomplish that? Yeah, I'm curious. I, I don't know, in any know that way. I get that. Well, I, I think that he certainly would have, you know, his time is running out. He would have challenged her for the nomination. Oh, okay. He would have oh, been I one of okay. probably a couple. But now he's, you know, I don't know. Maybe oh, he could, could say be. I'm the second coming of Donald Trump. I don't know. But uh, the, uh, I, think they, I think they decided they were just going to cut him off at the knees and be done with him, and then they'll worry about who else wants to challenge her later. Okay. Well, then, well, you, could, then you could argue that... Um, the timing of the report is premature because nobody, a lot of people aren't really thinking about the Democrats who are going to be in the primary, so they should have waited till next year, and then that would be even further top of the mind. A lot of people think President Biden's going to run. Well, it was a pretty good message to anybody else that wants to run, though, I would say. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate the call. All right. Uh, Al, stand by. Joe, you're going to say something? I was just saying, if Biden runs again, I'll be astonished. All right. Uh, he yeah. certainly wouldn't run. He might crawl, but he couldn't no, run. he's not running. All right. Uh, let's see. Do the text if okay. you don't mind. All right. Come on, Than. Why won't Biden allow Cubans in? They have a better asylum claim than others. Well, that's because they tend to vote Republican. And then? Come on, Than. The illegals coming here are coming for economic reasons, that not, as not asylum. And then, yeah, Tom, get off my lawn and stay off, laughing out loud. Why are you okay with the lawlessness at the border? You don't care about protecting the nation from COVID. And then, hey, B, do you have a proof that Trump wasn't cheated? No, you don't. You only believe the mainstream media. Eventually, the truth will come out. All right, we'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicles worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Alice, kind enough to wait. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. I'm not afraid to proceed or uh, to the fact that I, I said over a year ago that we should always just 
when the pandemics come, we should learn from their history. And we knew, fortunately, that the most vulnerable were the old and the sick. I say sick, and I mean that because uh, those are the people with the vulnerable, the comorbidities, I believe they call them. And, uh, and then when you do get sick, you quarantine yourself and stay away from people, and they'll go back out in the public. But what we did was just shut down the whole world, and we're still feeling the repercussions of that. Um, raw materials aren't getting to where they have to go, and we're going to feel, you know, this shutdown was in history. I think we're going to look at it and say it was a big mistake. I certainly think there are going to be a lot of second-guessers out there afterwards. I mean, I don't, I'm not certain that the ends justified the means. You remember how bad things were in March or April last year? There was no traffic on the streets. The entire economy bracked practically at a standstill. People hunkering right. down in fear. Well, I had to call in my orders, and then I'd go out to a table and pick them up. Outside. Yep. I mean, it was ridiculous. And, the, and they're just chipping people all over this country. I I know, and I told you last week that they don't only count the ones that are sick down at the border. And it was 1,500 last week in one area that came over that were tested and did have it, and they don't keep them in quarantine. They tell them, please stay away from other people, and then they set them on their way. Yeah. Well, we were told we only needed a few weeks to flatten the curve. Didn't happen, did it? No, and I saw three buses coming up 15 today, and they were they were right they were in a train. I mean, they were almost hooked together, only you know a small distance between each of them. And I just wondered to myself, could that be three busloads of illegal immigrants at the north? Did they have an orange band around the center of the bus? Well, you couldn't see in, and they were all tight as could be Okay, together. that was probably a transport to the federal prison at Allenwood or at uh, Lewisburg. If they had an orange band around them, they were transporting prisoners. They didn't have a band around them. Well, I mean, a, a, yeah, an orange stripe down the center of the bus. Did they have a band on board playing? <laughs> it looked like Vorix. Oh, okay. Well, then that was something else. Oh. Okay. I don't okay. know what are. Usually right. when you see three buses in a row like that, two or three buses, they're transporting prisoners. All right, we got you, Al. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Have a good one. You, hey, too. you too, buddy. Thank you. All right. Upper right-hand corner. Wow. Circle the wagons. Point the fingers. Blatantly partisan. The country, whether led by Republicans or Democrats, both controlled by the military-industrial congressional complex, has been screwed. We support oligarchs with, in some cases, death squads and militaries trained and supplied by the U.S. U.S. and international corporations like Chiquita pay laborers $12 a day. Drug gangs rule. People try and get out. They're a source of cheap labor. We need to declare war on drug gangs, both domestic and foreign. Make some drugs legal. Hunt down all drug pushers, prosecute and punish. U.S. citizens create markets for killers. We need to use our resources and fight back. 
All right. How about the text, I guess? All right. I, I was shocked and horrified to see the post on State Representative David Rowe's Facebook page yesterday. He shared a picture about New York requiring vaccines for entrance into gyms and restaurants, then added the caption, Papers, please. This, of course, is a reference to the Holocaust. Not necessarily. Not there necessarily. were many countries that asked for people's papers. You can see old movies where the French are sitting there at the border saying, say Papers, that, please. That's the biggest part of... Uh, I'm sorry, but this time, Butterbread... Yeah you got to think, rethink that one. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for participating. Joe gets a lengthened weekend vacation. Ben Reikley tomorrow. It's Financial Friday. We'll hear from Congressman Muser tomorrow. This is WDK, OK Sunbury.